listening to Life in Limbo, a podcast about building a life you love on the foundation of what's most important to you. I'm your host, Stephanie Pellet, and each week I'll be chatting with an interesting person or sharing my own reflections on how we can stay connected to our personal values, measure what matters most to us, listen to our own voices, and build a life we love. Today on the podcast, I'm talking about the sneaky forms that resistance can take to try to stop us from doing our most important work. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Life in Limbo podcast. Thanks for listening. I am really excited to be back. We're wrapping up, getting close to the end of season two already, which is exciting. Just a few more episodes to go. Um, But this one has been so fun for me. I think I've explored a lot of ideas and it's really been a time of personal growth for me the last couple of months. Um, And it's been fun to be monitoring that and sort of making the show alongside all these lessons I've been learning. So thanks for being along for the ride. I'm really excited about it. Um, Today on the podcast, I wanted to talk about a tricky little subject known as resistance, which is something I think that most of us have experienced, myself included, many times a day. (laughs) Um, It's pretty hard to get away from. If you're not familiar with the concept of resistance, I would highly recommend stopping this podcast and going out and getting a copy of The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which is what I'm going to be talking mostly about throughout this episode, is that amazing book. I just finished reading it for the third time that I can remember, and it's a pretty short book. It's like 160 pages or so, so you can get through it pretty quickly, really short bite-sized chapters and pieces, but he has so many concepts in there, and this most recent time that I read it, was because I had had a really big experience of resistance. It had been triggered in me. And even though I knew that was what was happening to some extent, it was pretty big this time. You know, the things that it was saying and and telling me and the excuses I was coming up with, it was hard. And I felt like I needed to reread the book to kind of bolster myself against resistance another time. Um, because it's pretty hard to avoid. It's basically going to be there no matter what. And I have to get better at figuring out how to manage it or ignore it rather than trying to feel like there's going to be a time when I don't have to deal with it at all. So I reread the book. And what was so great about it was that I was reading it and I was like, wow, pretty much everything you need to know is in this book (laughs) in terms of um, if you're somebody who wants to do anything creative or spiritual or meaningful in this world, you'll probably need to access the concepts in this book at some point in your career if you want to get to the next level um, of your evolution or of your emotions or of your learnings in this world. There's going to be some form of resistance battling you and that's why he calls it the war of art because we need to become really good warriors uh, for our art and get really good at battling this thing known as resistance. So let me define resistance. He defines resistance as kind of like a negative force in our lives that's basically trying to keep us from doing our most creative and fulfilling and important work in the world. So It can come in a lot of different shapes and sizes, a lot of different forms, a lot of different iterations. It can be very sneaky and insidious and take lots of different disguises. But the one underlying thing that it does is to try to keep you from doing the thing that you really know that you should or need to do as the next step of your journey. Uh, And in the book, he gives this really 
interesting and hilarious list of all of the places where resistance tends to be evoked. And it's always when we're going from sort of a lower plane to a higher plane. So if you're trying to go from like a good and meaningful spiritual practice down to watching TV, resistance is not going to kick in. You know, you're probably fine. It's really when we're going the opposite direction. So we're trying to get to a higher plane. We're trying to do something more meaningful in the world. That's when resistance is going to step right up to the plate and take us down or try to take us down. Hopefully it won't actually take us down, but it can try really hard. (laughs) So he basically is talking about things like art. So any type of creativity, writing, painting, anything like that, entrepreneurial ventures, um, health or diet or exercise routines that you feel will actually be really helpful and beneficial for you, spiritual advancement, any time that you're trying to kick a bad habit, any type of higher education, (laughs) any type of um, courage that you need to take either politically or ethically, um, any enterprise that you're trying to help others, and any act that entails commitment of the heart. So that could be something like deepening your relationship with somebody, having a child, getting through a rocky patch in your relationship. I'm quoting here from the book. Um, But basically, it's any act that rejects immediate gratification in favor of long-term growth, health, or integrity. And I just want to pause for a second to let that sink in, because when we think about it, that's all that we really want in this life. I think most of us, most of us who are sort of on this spiritual path, most of what we want is that long-term growth, that long-term health, that long-term integrity. And so you realize then that it becomes so important to be really good at spawning resistance, seeing what it's up to, seeing it's like wise little tricks that it's doing, and being able to move past it or ignore it or really just move on when we notice that it's happening. Because ultimately, it's getting in the way of us doing everything that's important to us, (laughs) everything that we want to do in the world. Resistance is in the way. He actually has this amazing quote that I think it rings so true for me in my heart. And luckily, I have really good friends in my life who are there to kind of remind me of this whenever I forget it. But it's such a good rule of thumb that anytime that we're experiencing a really strong feeling of resistance, we can be sure that that is because what we're trying to do is actually really important. He says, the more important a call or action is to our soul's evolution, the more resistance we'll feel toward pursuing it. So by contrast, or sort of as an example of that, if you're feeling a lot of resistance to something, you can be really sure (laughs) that that's the thing that you should probably be pursuing, right? So this is a really good rule of thumb for us to know when we're working towards something or we're looking at different opportunities in our life, if we're sensing this really insidious type of resistance coming up for us, we can probably be sure that that's something that we really should be pursuing. You know, we kind of have to learn to expect those uh, doubtful thoughts. We have to learn to expect that insecurity because it's inevitable in some ways, right? This is this is fear. You can call it whatever you want, but it's basically trying to keep us small and safe and contained and comfortable. And anything that's not one of those things is something to be feared and avoided at all costs. I love that he, 
he talks about all the different forms that resistance can take. So <laughs> there's a lot of funny ones, right? You know, we can think about something like uh, procrastination as a form of resistance. Um, any kind of like addictive behaviors, so like self-medicating or uh, TV watching, like Netflix and chill or Netflix binging. Um, also, it can be take the form of like drama in your life or like trouble, you know, if you're constantly getting into fights with other people or dealing with like difficult situations that are coming up for you. Um, that can be a form of resistance. Uh, victimhood can be one. Um, and I think also like excuses, right? That's a really big one for me, at least, is this feeling of like excuses or rationalizations. And that's when resistance starts to become really tricky. Um, so I'll give you an example that came up recently in my life to kind of make this a little bit more concrete. I, since the beginning of the year, had had this idea to run a workshop. I remember talking to my friend Laura at a coffee shop about it and um, saying, you know, I really want to run a workshop. She was like, me too. Um, I wanted to run one on Inbox Zero, which is a method that I really love as a way to sort of manage your email and keep yourself calm throughout your workday when you're dealing with incoming things. And she wanted to run a workshop on calligraphy, so kind of beginner's calligraphy, which is part of her side hustle. And it was this great conversation, and we felt super inspired. And, you know, a, a month later, maybe a couple months later, she went on to actually do her workshop and it wasn't a big deal. And, you know, she, I mean, I'm sure she was nervous. Like she'll listen to this and be like, I was very nervous and I didn't know if anyone would come. I'm sure that's true. Um, to my mind, she just kind of executed on it really quickly, which was awesome. Meanwhile, I had, um, in my bullet journal, I had the outline for this course that I made in April, maybe in March. And it was all fleshed out. I knew exactly how much I wanted to charge. I knew how many people I wanted to be there. I knew what I wanted to cover and all the different exercises I would go through and all the things I would show people in this workshop. And I never pulled the trigger. I never actually committed to doing it. I didn't research how or when I should do it. It all felt very arbitrary to me. I didn't know um, when or I was blah, blah, blah. The fact is I was battling some serious resistance <laughs> and you can see there that the rationalizations of resistance start to come in, right? I didn't know where to hold it. I didn't know who should come. I was like nervous because maybe no one would show up and then that would be really embarrassing. These, these are all forms that resistance takes. And so it took me a really long time. I mean, it's October now when I'm recording this and the workshop will be in November, the first weekend of November. I'm really excited about it, and I'm really just relieved that I finally am executing on it, but this was the thing that kind of brought up a lot of fear for me, and I feel like I have to be honest about that because this is something that I think a lot of creative people or entrepreneurs, small business owners, whoever we are, we're going to face times like this. And it can be so lonely and scary when you're in the midst of it because the feelings and thoughts in your head feel so real. And if you don't have someone to bounce them off of, it can start to get really dark in there really fast. <laughs> um, so for me, the forms that it took when I launched the workshop, I put it out there. I made like a Facebook event and I made an Eventbrite link and I, I made a sales page on my website. 
and I kind of did all of those pieces and I wasn't feeling that much resistance at any stage of doing those pieces. Like it was feeling like it was flowing and feeling good. But as soon as I launched it, I started to have these really serious, um, inner critic voices. We've talked about the inner critic on another episode of the podcast, but this was really a form of resistance of like almost not even wanting to follow through with putting it up, not wanting to follow through with promoting it. It was kind of these voices that were saying, who are you to take up this much space? Who are you to position yourself as any kind of expert who has anything to tell anybody? These people are all successful entrepreneurs and who are you? Um, another one that was really insidious was, um, you just launched a product like last week. Why do you think that anyone cares about you and cares about what you're launching now? They don't like, this is totally irrelevant. You know, you already have taken up way too much space already and adding another thing in is not going to be helpful to anybody. You need to go be quiet. You need to you know, go back to what you were doing before, all of these types of things. So really insidious stuff, really kind of scary stuff. If you're, if you're listening to it, because it starts to feel real, you know, you're like, oh, maybe it's right. Like, how can I expect people to sort of these mixed messages, mixed messages in my marketing? Like, what am I expecting people to pay attention to? Which realistically, it doesn't really matter. I mean, when I really got down to thinking about it, The fact is that I know and understand in my heart that both the apothecary, which I launched the other week in this workshop, they're both just experiments. You know, my livelihood is not dependent on them. My happiness is not dependent on them being successful. Realistically, all it is, is a new thing that I'm trying out to see if it's a direction I want to move in. They're not expensive choices. I've been really careful and intentional in making sure that neither of these new opportunities is going to cost me much. I think that's something that I really feel strongly about as an entrepreneur is how can you make it as nimble and light and easy and kind of do the minimum viable product thing to make sure that you can launch something without it costing you a lot. Sonia talked about that on our interview on episode um, 15 was that she realized she needed to find a way to make things cost less to her. And that's something that I believe in really strongly as well. So if I'm really objective with it, the resistance really is not helpful here or necessary because honestly, it, what is the worst that can happen? And that's when you take your, to your journal and you kind of, you kind of write it out. And I, I wrote out the scenario. I was like, well, if nobody at all signs up and nobody at all cares, then the worst case scenario is that I will be at Sonia's house. Cause we're, I'm doing it in her, in her workshop space. And I have the projector that I borrowed from my good friend and I will present the workshop to her and I'm sure she'll make us lunch and it'll be super cute. You know, that's, that's the worst. (laughs) That's the worst case scenario of launching this thing. And when you frame it like that, it doesn't necessarily make the resistance go away, but it starts to remove some of the power away from it. Um, because you realize that it doesn't really matter. And all these lies that you're being told by this resistant voice in you are not actually accurate or necessary or valid or even helpful to you at all. Um, And you can start to distance yourself a little bit from them. But the reason that this is so hard is because when you're taking the lens of resistance, resistance is seeing 
everything as connected to the outcome of our work or the response that others give to our work. So resistance is talking about how our self-worth and our identity are dependent on the response that we get to our work and the work that we're doing in the world. But the antidote to this and realistically the sort of um, soul-led version of this is to think about what we want to create or what we're being called to create or what we're feeling excited about creating or like joyful around creating, what seems fun for us. And he talks about how what we really need to be doing is trust what we want and not what we think is going to work, you know, and work being sort of in that sort of capitalist version of working, right? Like what's going to work to sell seats? What's going to work to market my company? Instead, he is saying that we need to do what we think is interesting or important and leave the reception of your work up to the universe, up to fate or destiny, or just not even get so attached to what that outcome is going to be, right? Um, Making sure that we're doing activities that fill us up and light us up and feel exciting and interesting to us, that we enjoy the process of whether or not anybody else responds to it. He quotes the Bhagavad Gita, this beautiful line that we have the right to our labors, but not to the fruits of our labors. Uh, which is very beautiful and also very difficult to remember when we're in the midst of doing something, especially something that may be like an entrepreneurial venture where you're really hoping that the response will be positive. But we need to not listen to the lies of resistance that are trying to, um, they're pretending that they're trying to protect us by keeping us really small and keeping us from doing the things that we believe that we are put here to do, or the things that we just, maybe not even so serious as that, the things that we're just excited to try, the things that we're like interested in. We need to not listen, listen to the voice of resistance that's trying to tell us that we need to stay where we are and stay small. Um, it's really hard to remember though. You know, that's the, that's the whole thing. That's the whole problem. And that's why his book, I think, is so beautiful because he gives you this sort of prescription. He's showing you what it looks like to experience resistance. He's showing you what the symptoms are. He's showing you what the problem is. And he's also giving you ways to combat it. And ultimately, the way that he recommends combating it is just sitting down every day and ignoring those voices, just launching the thing, just putting it out there, just posting it on Instagram, even though you're nervous that people will think you're full of yourself. (laughs) Uh, Guilty. Um, You know, all of those things that we just need to show up, show up, show up, show up to the work again and again and again. And ultimately, that is the part that's important. And then he talks about how, you know, when we commit ourselves, the universe commits itself to us as well, right? So there's that aspect too, that We need to be committed. We need to be focused on creating a body of work and doing work that we feel is meaningful without focusing and attaching so much to what that end result will be because we feel it's meaningful, right? That's kind of what this whole podcast is about, right? That's the theme of um, the show is how can we commit to the things that we feel are important, even if we're not seeing the response from the outside world that might be validating the the idea that it's important to us. The fact is that we need to do it anyway for ourselves and for our growth and our evolution. 
And we, the way that we do that, the way we're able to do that is by reminding ourselves again and again that resistance is not real. It's not true. Um, we talk to others about this. We help, help them with their resistance and they help the, us with ours. Um, it's really important because otherwise, you know, resistance can throw things at us that we've never seen before. It's not like it gets smarter. It gets better at knowing our unique pain points and pushing our buttons and telling us the excuses that feel the most valid and reasonable to us. So we need to be really good at spotting it when it's shape-shifting and looking different than it did the last time we tried to launch something or the last time we tried to dip our toe into some different type of water. Um, We need to be as smart as it is. So anyway, I would love to hear, how do you deal with your own resistance? Where do you feel like it comes up the most strongly for you? Is it in your business? Is it in your art? Is it, where is it? What is it? You know, what types of forms does it take? I would love to know. I think that it's so endlessly fascinating to think about how we're kind of self-sabotaging ourselves when we're trying to do something that's important and meaningful in the world. So please share. If you have any tips or ideas, I would love to hear them. And other than that, I will talk to you very soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Life in Limbo podcast. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or reach out and let me know at Steph Pellet on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. As always, you can find show notes for this and all episodes at lifeinlimbo.org slash podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon.